Hello guys, it's me Ishita and today we'll be reading chapter 3 of George's Marvelous Madison. So, without wasting any time, let's get started. And yes, warning to the readers, do not try George Marvelous Madison yourself at home. It could be dangerous. George begins to make the medicine. George took an enormous saucepan out of the cupboard and placed it on the kitchen table. George! came the shrill sound from the next door. What are you doing? Nothing, Grandma, he called out. You needn't think I can hear you just because you closed the door. You're rattling the saucepans. I'm just starting the kitchen, Grandma. Then there was silence. George had absolutely no doubt whatsoever how he was going to make his fabulous and famous medicine. He wasn't going to fool about wondering whether to put in a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Quite simply, he was going to put in everything he could find. There would be no messing about, no hesitating, no wondering whether a particular thing would knock the old girl sideways or not. The rule would be this. Whatever he saw, if it was runny or powdery or gooey, it went in. Nobody had ever made a medicine like that before. If it didn't actually cure grandma, then it would anyway caused some exciting results it would be worth watching george decided to work his way around the various rooms at a time and see what he had to offer he would first go to the bathroom there was also lots of funny things in the bathroom so upstairs he went carrying the enormous two-handled saucepan before him in the bathroom he gazed longingly at the famous and dreaded medicine cupboard but he didn't Go near it. It was only thing in the entire house he was forbidden to touch. He had made solemn promises to his parents about this and he wasn't going to break them. There were things in there he had told them that could actually kill a person and thought it was out to give grandma a pretty fairy mouth. He didn't really want a dead body on his hands. George put saucepan on the floor and went to work. Number one was the bottle labeled Golden Gloss Hair Shampoo. He emptied it into the pan that thought to wash her tummies nice and clean, he said. He took a, a full tube of toothpaste and squeezed out a hole of in long warm. Maybe that will brighten up those horrid broad teeth of hers, she said. There was an aerosol of a super foam saving soap belonging to his father. George loved playing with aerosols. He pressed the button and kept his finger on until there was left nothing. A wonderful mountain of white foam built up the giant saucepan. With his finger, he scooped out the contents of a jar of vitamin-enriched face cream. In went a small bottle of scarlet nail varnish. If the toothpaste doesn't clean her teeth, George said, then this will paint them as red as roses. He found another jar of creamy stuffed label hair remover. Smear it with your legs, it said, and allow it to remain for five minutes. George dipped it all into the sa saucepan. There was a bottle with yellow stuff in tight called the Dishworth Famous Dandruff Cure and it went in. There was something called Brilliant for Cleaning False Teeth. It was a white power in that went too. He found another aerosol can, Nevermore Ponking deodorant spray guaranteed it said to keep away unpleasant body smells for a whole day she could use plenty of that george said as he sprayed the entire canful into the saucepan liquid paraffin the next one was called it was a big bottle he had in the faintest idea what it did to you but he poured it in anyway that he thought looking around was all from the bathroom on his mother's 
the swing table in the bedroom, George found another lovely aerosol or can. It was called Helga's Hairset. Hold 12 inches away from the hair and spray lightly. He squirted the whole lot into the saucepan. He did enjoy squirting these aerosols. There was a bottle of perfume called Flowers of Turnip. It smelled of old cheese in it went. And in two went a large round box of powder. It was called a pink plaster. There was powder puff on top and he threw it as well in his luck. He found a couple of lipsticks. He pulled the greasy red things out of the little cases and added them to the mixture. The bedroom had nothing more to offer, so George carried the enormous saucepan downstairs again and trotted into the laundry room where the shelves were full of all kinds of household items. The first one he took down was a large box of super white for automatic washing machines. Dirt, it said, will automatically disappear like magic george didn't know whether grandma was automatic or not but he was certainly a dirty old woman so he better have it all he said tipping in the whole box full then there was a big tin of wax well for polish it removed flit and foul messes from your floor and leaves everything shiny and bright it said george scooped the orange colored waxy stuff out of the tin and plonked it into the pan there was a round cupboard carton labeled flea powder for dogs. Keep away from the dog food, it said, because the powder, if eaten, will make the dog explode. Good, said George, pouring it all into the saucepan. He found a box of canary seed on the shelf. Piraf will make the old birds sing, he said, and it went in. Next, George explored the box with a shoe-cleaning material, brushes and tins and dusters. Well, now he thought grandma's medicine is brown, so my medicine should also be brown or she'll smell a rat. The way to color it decided would be brown shoe polish. The last tin he chose was labeled dark tan splendid. He scooped all out of it with an old spoon and popped it into the pan. He would stir it up later. On his way back to the kitchen, George saw a bottle of gin standing on the sideboard. Grandma was very fond of gin. He was allowed to have a small nip of it every evening. Now he would give her a treat. He would pour the whole bottle. He did. Back in the kitchen, George put a huge saucepan on the table and went over the cupboard as served as a ladder. The shelves were bulging with bottles of jars of every sort. He chose the following and emptied them one by one into the saucepan. A tin of curry powder, a tin of mustard seed, a bottle of extra hot chili sauce, a tin of black peppercorns, a bottle of horseradish sauce. There, he said aloud, that should do it. George, came the screechy white from the next door. Who are you talking to it in there? What are you up to? Nothing, Grandma. Absolutely nothing, he called back. Is it time for my medicine yet? No, Grandma, not for about half an hour. We'll see, just you don't forget it. I won't, Grandma, George answered. I promise I won't. So guys, this was all about chapter number three. I hope you like it. So do not try to make George Medicine yourself on home and never give these ingredients to somebody else ever in your life. Could this be highly dangerous? This is just a fictional story and is nothing to do with real life. So I hope you like this chapter in follow it follow my podcast for another bright clean and 
great episodes. Till then, stay tuned, take care and bye-bye. I'll meet you tomorrow for the next chapter.